0: Welcome back to Before You Go podcast, uh, uh, ministry of Before You Go Ministries. Uh, My name is Alex. I'm here with Jed, two guys uh, in different types of of ministry. And we're here to talk about and continue to talk about different issues uh, within the church that may cause you to think to leave the church, hence our name, before you go. And today we wanted to talk about discouragement.
1: We are uh, committed to talking about different uh, issues that are relevant and you know, Alex, one of the things we've been talking about, uh, of course, before we, we record any show, we process through some of the things that we want to cover. And over the, the scope of life, I mean, you and I have both experienced uh, discouragement and encouragement. And, and that's something that uh, people are regularly going to experience, whether they're in ministry or not. But one of the things that I think I would say I've been surprised by is the lack of encouragement I've received um, from people while being while serving in ministry. It, I'm a words of affirmation guy. So it's easy for me to be encouraging. Um, while the truth is, it's also easy for me to be discouraging with my words. But Alex, have you been surprised in ministry by the, uh, at times, lack of encouragement you've received?
0: Yeah, well, for sure with that. And I'm thinking not only in ministry, but like as anyone in the church, uh, a lack of if I can even say like genuine encouragement where someone is truly trying to encourage you. And I, I use that that qualifier because um, sometimes you can get into a situation where it seems like someone's just flattering you to, to get kind of what they want and there's a hidden agenda. Um, but I definitely agree this lack of genuine encouragement um, what, what do you think that comes from? Why do you think that's an issue?
1: Well, one of the things that you just brought up that we hadn't, uh, made notes on is the genuineness of, of encouragement. Um, that, that really just now struck a chord with me because there are, um, you know, components to that, that word, even just being genuine for me to give you, for example, uh, genuine encouragement. It means that I need to be concerned about you. It means it means that I need to be thinking about you and what it is that you need. However, um, the the other side of that coin or the implication, if things aren't genuine, is that I'm not thinking about you. I'm not thinking about what you need. Um, therefore, who am I thinking about or what am I thinking about? And um, that, that resonated with me because whenever I get around a group of people, the First person that I'm thinking about is myself. I wonder, you know, as I gather with the with those people, what I look like or how I uh, am being perceived. So that really just resonated with me um, because it's hard to be genuine. It's hard to be uh, thinking about others whenever I'm thinking about myself. So I guess that was the first thought that came to my mind. As you use that word, uh, is is that makes sense? If people have insecurities which we all have some it's going to be very difficult to be concerned more about somebody else than your than yourself
0: yeah so so yeah no that's i am definitely in line with that where a lack of encouragement we see becomes because of that a, a lack of security um uh, a lack of something and that's the 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 lack of encouragement and then add on top of that uh, any kind of flattery were kind of encouragement used for uh, selfish reasons or reasons for yourself. And again, comes that that focus on yourself, that there's something hidden. And I'm sure everyone listening can, can think of times where you're in a situation where someone is heaping these compliments or whatever on you and you know there's something else going on and you it's hard to, one, you don't feel encouraged. That's for sure. And second, you're just suspicious. But then on top of that, you add actual discouragement when someone goes out of their way to discourage you
1: well um i'm just really uh i'm enjoying the conversation so far because i know that it certainly has has got to resonate with a lot of people um just in the scope of their uh, whether it be ministry at the church that they serve in or whether it be in their place of employment but dealing with discouragement is a regular. Uh, part of life. And then the other thing um, that I'm that you mentioned just now as well as flattery and I don't realize I, excuse me, I don't think that people realize how often we use flattery to get something. Um, I know that you know Alex, you you have horses and I don't ride horses, but um, just thinking about like if I were to want to ride uh, your horse or your wife's horse, uh, I can see where people, use flattery pretty easy in, in a situation like that. Like, wow, those are really pretty horses. I wonder what that's like to ride those horses this, you know um, you know, and and just continuing down that road of how, how, lucky you are to have horses and you're like do you realize how much work these horses are um you know like it's just so interesting though how we can use flattery to try to get an invitation to some place or an invitation to do something and that's that's what i was just now thinking about so um i'm, I'm sure that you know we we all see that regularly but what is hard to admit and i feel like we're being pretty transparent today. And I like that. um, And that is that there are times even when when we use flattery. uh, Sometimes it's with our spouse and other times it's in in different situations where we don't want to hurt somebody. So we say something as a compliment, um, just to just to try to protect them. Would you consider that flattery, Alex?
0: uh, Say that again. Yeah. So
1: no problem. When we're when we use uh, flattery, to protect someone so we don't hurt them would you consider i should say it that way i should say would you consider that flattery or would you um, say flattery is is really more in the sense of when we're using it to manipulate uh to get something that we want
0: yeah that's that's a hard hard uh thing to differentiate but yeah i definitely would say that flattery is more the self-centered focus and the kind of the protecting I don't know if that would be considered flattery because I always think there's something genuine we can encourage in any situation. And it might be difficult to discern what that is, but I think there's always something that we can encourage. If anything, the the grace of God somewhere uh, showing up in those situations. Um, if I can take us in a different turn here, Jen. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think uh, a lot of situations I've been in and, and I'm and, and by no means not guilty of this or I'm not, innocent in this is when flattery is used to then enable someone to discourage you, like in a sense where they'll make this empty flattery just to make it seem like they're for you. And then they come up and just try to attack you with this discouragement. Can, I don't know if you can relate to that or anyone listening.
1: Mm-hmm. I've heard people say that those who, you know, this is, here's a little uh, pastor insider uh, information, in and in, you've heard this in pastoral ministry, when you go to a church, um, something that is not widely known is pastors will say to one another, hey, now when you go there, be careful of those who get closest to you the quickest. Um, and I, I know that that's not true in every situation. Um, and I'm really, really sorry for those of you who are listening who Just genuinely want to be a friend to your new pastor um, or to the new pastor family because that's not fair. However, uh, when you come into a church to serve as uh, a pastor or in church ministry, what typically happens is people want to uh, befriend you and and they want to encourage you, which we'll eventually get to here, and and what we find. Uh, too many times, I'll say it that way, is that they use that angle then to uh, later get something that they want. And giving people the benefit of the doubt, I, I don't think that they intend for that to happen. But then as you build that relationship, or as they build that relationship with you in ministry, they, they then think um, that you're going to reciprocate uh, that relationship through Maybe it's um, you know just different forms of ministry or or maybe styles of music or um, different uh, events that you may or may not host and and of course that can continues to erode a relationship and um, people's perceptions of the situations continue to be clouded and I don't mean to to run a, a rabbit trail too far there but you know that that really does um, bring me to the thought of how. God desires for us to, to be encouraging. And, and we know that people come to a church for encouragement, um, that, that, it isn't always what happens, but Alex, God's word says quite a bit about encouraging one another, building each other up. Um, are there certain things that not necessarily Bible passages, maybe you have some on the top of your head, but are there some things specifically within the realm of encouragement that you think of, uh, on how God's word encourages us or teaches us to do those things.
0: I have nothing specific now that you say that, but I think of, as you said there, just the immense amount of encouraging that if I, we just take Paul in his beginning of his letters, he encourages a ton. He encourages the, the church in Corinth, which those listening uh, may or may not know had a lot of serious issues. we, We nowadays talk about how, I wish our church was more like the early church. And it's kind of like, well, which one? Because they all had some serious issues. Right. Like the church of Corinth. What was
1: that? I said, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because even
0: even the church of Corinth that uh, Paul described that the things that they were doing, even the the lost people, uh, they blushed at what was going on. Even them, Paul encouraged them in the letter, which, which is incredible. So kind of going back to, there's always something you can encourage if, if only God's grace uh, present in them.
1: Right. Each of his letters is, is addressing something, Um, you know, in in the letters to the Corinthians, there's many issues, uh, but even, you know, Colossians, Ephesians, they're, they're all addressing something. First Timothy, second Timothy, um, Paul's, Paul's writing them with an intended purpose. And of course we reap the benefit of that and and it continues to help our churches today. But um, there were issues that were happening and whether it was people who were talking poorly, I think of, you know, at the end of uh, second Timothy where Paul says, Hey, be careful of Alexander the coppersmith. And even Demas has left me. He's forsaken me because he's pursuing the things of the world. Um, but uh, outside of, you know, a little bit of that, Paul's constantly trying to encourage and build up. And that's something that is so important to our faith, but it's important to the the relationship that we have within the church body as well.
0: Yeah, and I find it interesting. I think it's uh, I think a couple of times he says, I think one's in Romans where Paul says, hey, I am looking forward to coming to you for mutual encouragement. He, he uses that a few times that he's going to come there. He's going to encourage them and it's going to be mutually encouraging. And so sometimes we only see encouragement as I'm giving something up for for you. When when we, a lot that's presented in scripture is that we're both being edified or built up because uh, of this encouragement. And I know a lot of us may have seen the picture, heard the picture of encouragement is pouring courage into someone. And I'm sure uh, anyone listening we know that when we can think of maybe a few times in our lives where we really um, got genuine courage or genuine encouragement, whether that be from our, our father, from a parent, from a coach, from a boss, just this genuine encouragement. And we felt like we could take on the world we, we just felt like there was so much courage. Uh, you could you just think of all these projects you have at home and you know you're going to get down and get it done and you just feel that like you can do anything. And then we think about the opposite. We come to church. And we feel discouraged it's like someone poked a hole and all of our encouragement our our courage is gone and i know a lot of us know what that feels like where we just we lack confidence in and that affects everything i I know we're not uh isolated um beings but it affects our, our our leadership and family it affects our marriage it affects our work it affects a lot of different things and that's why we want to to focus on these different reasons that we you could be concerned or thinking about considering leaving the church because discouragement is very serious.
1: Yeah. Not only, I mean, it's, it's so serious. Like you said, Alex, it, it impacts us, our families, our kids, it impacts the church. Um, and it's uh, so clear in scripture that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He, he desires nothing more than to steal. He wants to steal. He wants to rob. He wants to destroy. He wants to kill us. And he does that any way he possibly can, and somehow uh, it has been so uh, discouragement has so permeated the 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 Christian circles um, that it's it's commonplace to talk poorly, to be negative. Um, I mean, even I, I just can't even begin to explain the situations that. I've I've experienced, and even in this last year, of course, um, COVID has enhanced uh, people's critical spirit. Uh, I'm 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 guilty of that major at times, and um, you know it's just amazing how it can be so commonplace to be a backseat quarterback, where really you no, no matter what happens, people are going to criticize and. You can't make people happy. And instead of, um, you know, people being more encouraging, I think of even the letter to the Philippians in chapter four, where Paul says, you know, to the church, he's writing uh, again about a specific situation. And there's a couple of people who are fighting in the church. He says, Hey, I want to encourage you to, um, to, to be of the same heart, to, to be of the same accord. And it doesn't mean that we always agree. It it certainly didn't mean that these two ladies were going to just agree with one another. But Paul's urging them to to come together because the discouragement factor is so much more painful than we can usually put our finger on um, in the moment. It leads to, I would say, an overwhelming sense of condemnation, Um, not conviction. That's what God uses in our lives, but condemnation. Um, The best way I can describe that condemnation is the overwhelming sense of of being a failure or, or the overwhelming sense of not being able to measure up. There's a fog around us that doesn't allow us to see through it, and that's what the devil wants to do. He wants us to feel that overwhelming sense of condemnation, and it happens so quickly. Uh, through the form of discouragement so I mean those are some of the things that I'm thinking about within that realm of discouragement Alex do you have more uh, that you're thinking about within the realm of discouragement
0: uh, I just thought what you said there was really good the differentiation between conviction and condemnation and conviction if I can just touch on again where we we feel convicted by something that we're doing wrong or some some sin that we're in and that comes with the the obviousness that we're doing this wrong but it's not it doesn't just end there in guilt it ends there with like this empowerment that okay now we can repent and we can change and we can do it so I'm just thinking the differentiation between that and discouragement where it just leaves us in despair we don't know where to go we're, we just seem lost and powerless where conviction it comes it hurts but there's an empowerment with it that in christ in this grace we can do something about this now with with that in mind Jed, if i can turn us here yeah yep those those are listening who may have been discouraged by people saying things maybe some um sly comments here and there that some remarks or just someone who has a lack of encouragement and they're discouraged by in church what are the steps forward
1: yeah that's a that's a great question and even um I say first, we'll, we can talk, we'll talk about that. And then, you know, how do we help people to continue to look for ways to be encouraging, but the the steps forward when you're feeling that overwhelming sense of discouragement, I, I would say, first of all, acknowledge it, don't run from it. Don't minimize it. Don't dismiss it. Um, Those are the things that are the most tempting to do. And God tells us in his word that blessed are those who mourn, so that they can be comforted. They, they will be comforted um, in that morning. And so the first is, don't run from it. Be willing to, you know, really embrace the discouragement, not because it's fun or enjoyable, because but, but that's where the, the healing takes place. And so I would say one of the first steps is to uh, begin by embracing it f- for what it is. Name it, Name the truth of that. and then, Uh, then you can look to Jesus to begin um, the healing process. And because our identity is in Christ, Jesus is going to bring healing. He is going to bring clarity. Um, He is not going to let us just sit in that discouragement as long as we're willing to let him walk us through that. So that's the first thing I think of um, where we can take some steps to becoming more encouraged despite the circumstances of discouragement so do you want to add to that um and and then we we can look to give a couple of practical ways alex that people can be more encouraging
0: no i really like what you said there where we can be encouraged despite the the discouragement whether that be circumstances or discouragement from other people and the only reason we can do that is because of christ and that's not just a a simplistic answer but we can be full of courage because in Christ uh, he has already conquered the world. So we can be uh, full of courage and being confident because he is with us and that we are, are complete in him.
1: Man. And I really like that analogy, poor, someone full of courage. And that's, I'd like to um, just spend a couple minutes talking about is, you know, we, we have, practical ways that we can be encouraging and the first it goes back to what Alex said in the very beginning be genuine and that means look for what that person needs in order to build into them in order to you know using the the bible word from Romans chapter 12 exhort them by uh, looking for ways that you can provide whether it be encouragement whether it be um, a word of affirmation a note um, whatever the circumstances are, maybe if you see somebody struggling to get a work project done, man, it's amazing what another set of hands can do to not only lighten the load, but to lighten the weight of that load, um, in a person's spirit. So those are a couple of things I think about, um, that we can practically do for encouragement. Um, any other things that, that you think of Alex for encouragement?
0: Yep. Just maybe not uh, just to add two things. One is we kind of talked about discouragement coming from, or or I'm I'm sorry, the lack of encouragement coming from a place of self-focus you're selfish. And so when you're looking to encourage someone, you're focusing on that person as you brought up earlier, Jed, where you can't encourage someone. If you're just thinking of yourself, that would probably be flattery because you're focused on how you can get something from it. But when it comes to encouragement, you truly are looking at this person in their face and thinking how can I say something that's genuine they'll make them better than they are and then on top of that if I can add this uh please don't forget to encourage the men and I think that might be the and I don't just say that because I'm a man that might be depopulation population or, or group that does not get enough encouragement is the men would you would you agree with that John? no
1: I would I'm Alex just this last Sunday um uh, a man who, whom I have come to get to know over the years uh, was sharing with me a story about how he and his wife, um, she's filed for divorce. And through this time, women have come around his wife who is filed for divorce and they've brought meals and cared for her. And, and he said with tears in his eyes, um, but, but men just don't seem to know how to come around another man. And, um, you know, just so much of our modern culture makes jokes at, at the expense of men. Um, and so I just I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, don't, don't forget about encouraging all people. And if God has put some uh, men in your life, whether they're young men at 12, 13, 14, whether they're older men at 57, 87, doesn't matter. Um, let's be encouraging to one another. Listeners, as always, our desire is to build the church up, not to tear it down. We, we all have faults. We all have blind spots. And our goal in this show is not to exploit those blind spots, but it's to look for ways to, to turn the tide and begin to go from discouragement to encouragement in Christ. And if this show has been helpful to you, we want to encourage you to share it with a friend, um, or somebody who, who needs it. But again, our desire is to do what we can to build up. And we're looking forward to our next show. And I just want to encourage you to continue to, to follow along, hit subscribe. And again, if this has been a blessing to you, and we're looking forward to the next show. God bless.
0: God bless.